you know, researchers that do uh, study the ocean and study the depths of the ocean, uh, they are used to seeing some crazy things. They, they have discovered fish that are in the, these, you know, Mariana Trench, deep, way off, remote parts of the ocean, that are as fragile as tissue paper. They've discovered sea cucumbers that are translucent, they're see-through. They've, they've seen these things. You've, you've probably seen that fish that's like way down in the bottom of the ocean. It's got like the little light bulb thing that hangs off the front of its head. Have you seen that thing? And it looks like something out of a horror movie with its jaws and, and sharp teeth. That, these type things don't, don't phase somebody who studies the depths of the ocean. But real recently, I mean, within the last couple of months, I believe, there's been some research that's discovered that has kind of shocked even those oceanographers. And what they've discovered is pollution deep at the bottom of the Mariana Trench. Now, if, if it's been a while since geography class, I've got a slide that'll show you the Mariana Trench. So here it is off of the, the coast of, of Asia, north of Australia. But, but here's how deep it is. So 12,000, 1,400 feet resting depth of the Titanic. So, so Mount Everest is 29,035 feet. The Mariana Trench goes another 7,000 feet deeper. You could take the Mount Everest and put it in the Mariana Trench, and you wouldn't know it was there until you went 7,000 feet below the surface, and then you'd see the tip. At the very bottom of that trench, or as far as we can go down into it, they've discovered some shrimp-like creatures that have pollution at staggering levels in their bodies. In fact, in comparing what's in those animals that are down there with some animals, some some crabs, another crustacean that are uh, in a body of water where China's most polluted river empties into, the crabs in that Chinese body of water, and we know how polluted it is, are are less polluted than these animals they found at the bottom of this trench. It's crazy. Um, in, In another trench... 4,000 miles away, the, the fifth deepest trench in the, in the ocean, they found flame retardant in the cellular makeup of animals that are in the bottom of that body of water. You see, when, when somebody way back when decided to dispose of chemicals, and this is not a save the earth type message, even though it might lend us to start thinking that way. When somebody started disposing of chemicals way back when, they had no idea no intention, no mind can even fathomed that when we got rid of these chemicals to, get, to dispose of them, that they would find their way into the deepest and most remote part of our planet and not just be there, but pollute and change organisms on a cellular level. And so it is, it's a, it's a pretty scary thing when you think about it. That same statement that we, I just said, the same idea talking about pollution could also be true of our topic this morning, gossip. When you or I have said something about someone else, we've told a story that didn't need to be told, we, we revealed a, a piece of information that no one else needed to, to have revealed, we had no idea at the time that it might seep down into the deepest, most remote part of somebody's heart. We didn't anticipate that. It was just a, a passing story. It was just a, a, hey, did you hear? Or it was a, a prayer request we shared with somebody. And what we didn't realize is that years down the road, that piece of gossip had done damage to somebody's heart once they, once they found out what had been said and discovered what, 
what somebody else knew about them that, that changed them in a way that they may never have been changed back. So we talk about gossip. Again, like I said earlier, it seems like a junior high girl topic. But the truth is, is that gossip is the toxic fallout of an unclean heart. And when I use that word toxic, I chose it purposefully because it is a powerful word and gossip is a powerful thing. But, but what, what is it? I mean, like, like I hear gossip, I hear, I hear that word, and, and I know what it is, but then I kind of don't. You know, is it, is it just talking bad about somebody? You know, I mean, we need to be, we need to be able to define it as we, as we move into Scripture. Is it, is it talking about somebody behind their back? Is gossip, is it true? Does it have to be true or can it be, you know, something you made up? So, you know, again, what is it? Is it, is it made up things? Is it truth? In our vocabulary, if you look in the English, gossip is simply statements or facts about somebody else's personal life. So a gossip, you know, boil down to somebody who doesn't mind their own business. Somebody who likes to share stories of a private nature of someone else's life rather than their own life. But we're going to look at at several different passages of Scripture this morning. We're going to be in the Proverbs. We're going to be uh, in the New Testament some. So we are going to be doing some flipping this morning. And we're going to look at a couple of passages of Scripture in the Old Testament, the Proverbs. So it would do us well to understand what the words we're going to look at mean there. So there are a couple of different words in the Old Testament that our Bibles translate into English, the word gossip. And some translations translate these Hebrew words differently. Sometimes it's translated gossip. Sometimes it's translated a, a tale bearer, not like a, not like a tale bearer, like a, a story tale. Sometimes it's translated as a whisperer. Sometimes the, the English takes these Hebrew words and translates it as slanderer. Now, slander, that, that seems like a whole nother level because we've never heard of somebody be threatened with a legal, legal action because of gossip. We've heard legal action threatened because of slander. I've said something that is untrue about somebody more than likely with the intent to hurt. As we talk about gossip, every one of us has experienced it. Every one of us has been on the receiving end. We've been on the giving end of it. And in reality, I love the quote that Joseph Conrad said. He says this, and I've put it up here. He said, gossip is what no one claims to like but everyone enjoys, right? Gossip is what no one claims to like, but everyone enjoys. You know how hard it is if somebody goes, hey, did you hear? To not lean in a little bit. If you go to the grocery store, you go to the checkout line, I don't know if you've noticed this. I don't really pay attention to it so much, but preparing for this, maybe think about it. When you walk up to the grocery store or Walmart, you've done your shopping, right? You've gone in, you've got your cart worth of things that you need. Maybe you picked up a few things that you didn't need along the way. But as you come to the checkout line, what's there? There's that ice cold uh, refrigerator that's got the Coke and the Diet Coke and the Sprite because you were just sweating in Walmart, right? No, like you weren't out. But you walk up to it, and if you're like me, your, your eye sees that kind of junk food drink, and it's cold, and, and there's something about it. As you come to that line, you go, I'm going to grab one of those. And you go through the line, you can see some of the stuff in there. There's, there's candy, right, individually packed. If you, if you went to get candy for your family, you're going to buy maybe like a bag of it in the grocery store. 
But as you walk up to the line, you've got your Coke, you've got the stuff you need, but now there's the temptation of that junk food. Man, oh yeah, I need, I need to get that Reese's peanut butter cup, you know, or I need to get that Snickers, or, or for me, they put the beef jerky there, you know, and I'm like, oh yeah, that's what I need right now. I just didn't think about it when I was walking through. So I need, I need beef jerky to go with my Coke Zero that I got as I was going through the 72-degree line. And it was also that I heard somebody say it, these, right? Tabloids, magazines, we call them gossip magazines sometimes. And it does the same thing that the Coke does. It does the same thing that the, that the candy bar does. It grabs your attention for junk. For something that you go, you, would, you did not go to Walmart. I, God help you if you did. You didn't go to Walmart going, man, I heard the new issue of Star Magazine's out. I got to go get it. I, I heard that uh, we're gonna, Kate's going to meet Brad's kids. And I gotta, there's going to be some photos in there. Kenny, Dolly, Cody, who's gay and who's not? Beyonce and her IVF twins miracle. Oh, my, Khloe Kardashian had plastic surgery disaster. We didn't go for that. But on the way out, man, I see that Coke and it's tempting. And it's junk food. And that candy bar, man, yeah, yeah, that's junk food. And then it's the same thing for our eyes. It's the gossip <coughs> that draws us in. We go, oh, yeah, I want, to, I want to read about their life. I want to hear what's going on. Oh, my goodness, could that have happened? And it's gossip on a celebrity level. It's what TMZ has made a business about, celebrity gossip. So it, it tempts us. It grabs us. Every one of us is interested in it. Let's not pretend like we're not, but it's not good for us. So let's go again. We're going to look at a couple different passages of Scripture. I want you to go to Proverbs chapter 16. And if you're not real familiar with where books are in the Bible, and uh, if you open up to the middle, you will probably hit Psalm. Uh, Psalm the Psalms is a, a large collection of Hebrew songs. And just to the right of it is going to be a book of Proverbs. It's a collection of wise sayings, many of them written by Solomon some written by some other wise men. And in Proverbs chapter 16, verse 27 through 30, we get a description of, the Proverbs kind of go together, describing a worthless man, a dishonest man, an evil man. And in verse 28, in this description, we get this wise saying, a dishonest man spreads strife, and a whisperer, I'm reading from the English Standard Version, if you have the NIV, I believe it says gossip, and a whisperer, separates his friends. I mentioned the root word a second ago. The root word that's translated here, whisperer, gossip, or, or, or chatterer, or whatever your English version translates it to, comes from a word which means to roll to pieces. You know, what, what does that mean? Let me illustrate, kind of give you a picture of it. Three years ago this week, my oldest child made a decision to follow the Lord. And we were on a, a Valentine's date. She and I, it was February 13th. We went to Olive Garden, which has been our traditional uh, dad-daughter Valentine's date spot. We get dressed up and go. And, and it just so happened that we were in a series and collide. I don't even recall what the series was, but we needed different sodas from all over the, the world, different countries. We were giving away 200 of them one night. And so I had I had gone down to the specs here at Wolf Ranch, which is always a little nerve-wracking when you're a Baptist pastor, um, and, and people go, I think I saw him going into specs. They have Guarana, this Brazilian soda, and so I went in, and they had like seven bottles of it. 
I was like, that's not going to do me any good. So I asked the, the people there, I said, hey, is there any other things regionally? And they got on the computer and they said, we don't have 200 really anywhere in the Austin area. So I got on the phone, had my parents in Colleen checking. And so all of that's kind of happening in the background while Rayleigh and I go to our Olive Garden date. And our way back, we're driving up I-35 and there's a Specs in that uh, shopping center where the Ikea is and, and all of there. I'm telling y'all because I'm sure none of you know where it is. Uh, we pull in there and we're getting out. And, and now you have to understand kind of our history. I have an alcoholic father. Um, my, my wife has an alcoholic father. Uh, my, my dad passed away because of his alcoholism. And, and that side of the family uh, has had all kinds of, of issues from alcohol. So for, for my wife and I, we don't, we don't have opposition to alcohol we, because the Scripture doesn't. The Scripture talks about being drunk. That's the issue, not alcohol in and of itself. So we have no biblical issues with alcohol. We just choose not to because of what's in our family heritage and our family line. Um, and because if you saw me stumbling around somewhere, it would be hard for you to listen to me on a, on a Sunday morning. So my daughter, because of that, has not really been around alcohol a lot. It's not in our home, things like that. In fact, the stories she knows have been disaster stories of her grandfather and great-grandfather and things like that. So as we pull into specs at like 8 o'clock at night, she looks at me and she goes, do I have to go in? I said, well, yeah, you, you can't like stay in the car. I don't, I've got to look. I don't know what they're going to have in there. And, and she even says, funny, a seven-year-old mind, she goes, that bunny is creepy. You know, like, like she's scared of the bunny because of what it's... So I'm like, get out of the car. So we get out, we go in, and they've got tons. They don't have guarana, but they've got all kinds of other different sodas. So we get the shopping cart, and we're loading up all these different sodas, and, and we're headed out. And, and uh, she's even asking, she's like, do I have to talk to anybody? I'm like, you don't have to. Her mind is so, like, jaded. Like, when, when we get to the car, she goes, that lady in there is a greeter. That lady offered me alcohol. I'm like, no, she didn't. Hello, how are you doing is different than would you like a drink, you know? But, I mean, she's just, she is so freaked out by this experience. And, I, and I'm loading, like, drinks into the back of the car. And so we're having this conversation about alcohol, trying to help her understand a biblical view of it rather than her fear-based view of it. And so I even tell her, I said, I said babe, there, there's, there, we have friends. We have people that serve in the youth ministry that, that drink. And she goes, who? I said, I'm not going to tell you because you'll judge them all. Like, you know, I'm not. And uh, she's like, I just got to know. Well, while we're having this conversation, unbeknownst to me, she has an Olive Garden coaster that she has taken from Olive Garden that was on her drink. And as we've been in the specs walking around, she's been so nervous. She's had it in her hands, and she's just been kind of twisting it nervously, you know, the anxiety of being around the creepy bunny where there's evil alcohol and, and a greeter who offers a seven-year-old, you know, liquor. And, and she, she's just so uncomfortable that when she gets, we get done, she gets in the car, she looks at it, and it's now in pieces. It's in two different pieces. Just the sweat and the rolling of it and the manipulation of it has torn it apart. This root word of gossip, roll to pieces, is that picture. It's the person who, who under the radar, I didn't even know she had it in her hand, who under the radar just quietly says, hey, did you hear? Oh, man, I bet you haven't heard. Oh, hey, don't say anybody, but tell anybody, but I do have a prayer request that I need to share about so-and-so. And it just slowly twists and turns, 
little by little. We don't realize that nobody stood up as a gossip from the microphone and said, let me tell you about Mike's life. That, that's not the gossip. It's, it's under the radar, but sooner or later, it rolls somebody into pieces. And the scripture says here, um, he says, uh, it's, man, it's interesting. That he's, this person is also associated with the same proverb with a dishonest man. A dishonest man spreads strife, and a whisper or a gossip separates close friends. That's not what we want of our life. That's what happens. Let's look at a couple chapters over. Go to Proverbs chapter 26, verse 20. This paints a picture that you'll, you, you'll see in your mind. The writer of the Proverbs says, For lack of wood, the fire goes out. So is a quarrelsome... Oh, I'm sorry. And, and where there is no whisperer, quarreling ceases. You've seen that. You, you, you've seen that picture in your mind, right? It's the, the fire pit. It's the campfire that slowly... It's just embers now. But somebody comes along to keep the fire going, and, the, and they, they put some kindling on it, and they stoke it a little bit, get that flame going. That, that's what the, the writer says here. He says, for lack of wood, the fire is going to go out. The trouble is going to disappear. The chaos is, is going to be gone. But a whisper or a gossip is the person who keeps stoking that fire. They keep pushing it. They keep putting a little more stories on the flame because the gossip loves the drama. And, and if you are struggling with gossip, this is more than likely true of you, and it's more than likely true of somebody that you may know that's a gossip. The drama is the emotional fuel for your life. And that, that's what's scary about it. I've got, I've got to be in the mix of other people's business in order to fuel my own feel-good feelings about myself. And so when it seems like the drama is disappearing, when it seems like everybody's going on, well, let me just stoke the flame a little bit and tell you, hey, did you hear? And they want to know everybody's business because they need to be able to share it because it gives them emotional fuel for their own life. There's several other passages that the proverb gives. We'll look at one more in a second. But I want you to flip over to Romans chapter 1, to the New Testament. Romans chapter 1 Paul, near the end of that first chapter, gives a picture of people that he calls debased in their mind. They're people who have walked far away from the Lord. They're people who, are, who are, are living in the flesh. They are living, what we talked about last week, they're living in that, the, the kingdom of, of the world. And look what Paul says in verse uh, 29. He says, They were filled with all manner of unrighteousness, evil, covetousness, malice. They are full of envy, murder. That's, that's heavy. Strife, deceit, maliciousness. Here we go. They are gossips, slanderers, haters of God, insolent, haughty, boastful. This is one that blows me away. Inventors of evil, disobedient to parents, foolish, faithless, heartless, ruthless. And we, we know gossip is bad. In fact, if, you, if you've grown up around the Bible, around church, you would even say, hey, gossip is sin. I would call it that. But we would not, more than likely, associate gossip and murder at the same level. We would go, oh, I gossip, yeah, don't do it. But I kind of enjoy it. So it can't be that bad. 
None of us, hopefully, go, murder's bad, but I kind of enjoy it, so it's not that bad, right? I mean, we, we separate those things out because gossip draws us in, and we don't want to be lumped in with murderers, the ruthless, the inventors of evil, right? We go, well, that's not gossip. That's gossip like a little thing. But yet Paul, in this list of people who are far from God, puts gossip and slander right in the mix with all of those other things. You know why? Because gossip is toxic. And gossip may not murder somebody physically, but it can murder them emotionally, it can murder relationships, and it can murder them spiritually. And Paul would let us, would let us know, as would the writer of Proverbs, as would the sum total of Scripture, I tell you, gossip is a serious thing. It's, it's, it's a toxic overflow of an unclean heart. And, and we have to, we've got to deal with it. So what do we do? Let me give you a couple things. One, avoid people who gossip. If you have some friends that are gossips, you need to separate yourselves from them. That sounds harsh, doesn't it? That doesn't sound very like Jesus loving. To, to look at somebody and go, hey, I know this person is all about everyone's business all the time, so I'm not, I can't do lunch with them anymore. That seems very unloving and harsh, but I, I want you to know that was not, that was not what what I suggest. Go over to Proverbs chapter 20, back right where we were. Proverbs chapter 20, verse 19 says this. Whoever goes about slandering reveals secrets. Therefore, do not associate with a simple babbler. Do not associate with a gossip. That's harsh. Now, we're not talking about, we're not talking about, if there's somebody in your mind and we're talking about application, I am not at all suggesting that you go to them tomorrow and you see them at the water cooler at work or wherever the gossip takes place and you walk and go, yeah, we talked about you, sinner. You're pretty much like a murderer and an inventor of evil. And from this point forward, I do declare, I shall not speak to you any longer and then back away. That's not what we're talking about. We're not talking about not loving someone. We're not talking about not being friendly to somebody. We're simply talking about not getting sucked into the drama because a gossip separates friends, because a gossip stirs up strife, because a gossip will end up coming around. And if they're not gossiping to you, they're gossiping about you. And at the end of the day, that relationship is going to end because you are going to be burned and go, man, they, they, they said things about me that I did not want. I, I, it wasn't even a bad thing. It was just private. It wasn't something that I was like ashamed of. It was just something that wasn't for the public venue. And yet they talk about everything and everybody. And that relationship's going to come to an end. So let it come to an end before it comes to an end negatively. Where you can be the person who lovingly cares about a person but is not involved or sucked in to the contamination, to the toxicity that, that a gossip has. That's hard. It's difficult. Here's the second thing. You've got to examine our heart. You've got to go back and look at where we're at. We said gossip is a toxic overflow of an unclean heart. I want you to look at one more passage of Scripture. It's in Matthew chapter 15. I want you to hear what Jesus says. I'll give you a second to get there. 
because I want you to be able to read it, maybe underline it, star it, something. Matthew chapter 15, verse 18. Jesus is in a conversation about what defiles people. And verse 18 says this, but what comes out of the mouth proceeds from the heart. And this defiles a person. What proceeds from the mouth, the gossip, if we are a gossip, comes from our heart. So let me ask you this. I'll clean this up in a second. Why did water fall on the floor? Why why is it not Coke Zero? That's my drink of preference. Pretty simple answer. Water was in the cup. What comes out of your mouth is what's in your heart. And so if there is gossip that comes out of our mouth, if we're the person who likes to tell stories, we're the person who's in the drama, there's something deep in our heart that just saying stop gossiping won't take care of. And just just reading and memorizing some passages of Scripture, they won't change things because gossip is a symptom of a much deeper problem. It's symptomatic of a heart issue. There's something deep inside of us, and I don't know what it is because every person's different. But we all wrestle with it. Like, I'll be the first person to tell you, I like gossip too because I've got a heart issue. And somebody says, hey, did you hear? I tend to lean in and not put up a, put up a, a flag. Go, oh, okay, where are we headed? Do I need to separate myself from that? I, I lean in because I've got heart issues that the Holy Spirit is working on transforming. But we've got to examine our heart and figure out what is in here that causes that to come out. Is, is it that we just don't like ourselves? Is it that the, the, the God has spoken that you're my, you're my child. You're an heir with Jesus. You can call me Abba. I look at you and see righteousness, and I see you as a child of mine. And, and deep in our heart, we go, I don't really believe that. I believe that I'm something different. And I don't like what I believe about myself. And when I talk about other people's issues, it helps me not think about my issues. Could be one reason. And if so, we've got to deal with the heart. We've got to deal with our issues. Maybe we're envious of other people. And because we're envious about them and they have things that we don't, their life looks better than ours, we like to tell their stories so that their story and their life gets dropped down to the level where we see our life. That's a heart issue. We're, we're supposed to rejoice with one another. Somebody in your small group or somebody in your circle of influence is living a great life there on the valley. I mean, we know this. They're going to hit a, a valley from the peak at some point, just like we all do. That's life. But while they're living in the peak, we should be rejoicing with them, not, not finding the chinks in the armor to tell the stories to bring them back down to our level. Sometimes we just, sometimes we just, we just want attention. We feel lonely. We feel like everybody else has relationships and everybody else is has intimacy, and we don't. And the only way that we know how to get attention from other people is to go, hey, have you heard? Let me tell you about this. Oh, you know what he did? Because we know, like a drug, like a gossip magazine in the checkout counter, like a cold Sprite sitting there waiting for you, we lean in. So if you struggle with gossip, 
you've got to examine the heart because it will not change until you get the heart issue taken care of because what you say comes from the heart. I'm going to let you go to small groups here. There's a story, though, and it's, it's a story that's gone around. Uh, I mean, I've seen it in, in a movie. I remember a disciple now, leader when I was a high schooler, giving us this example. And, and the story goes like this, that there were, there were two people, and they were in the midst of a, a discussion on gossip. One was a mentor, one was a mentee. And as the mentor was leaning in, trying to help this mentee learn the lesson of how, how dangerous gossip was, how, it, how it, it is toxic, she said, here's what I want you to do. I want you to take this pillow, and I want you to rip it open and tell me what's inside. And the mentee took the pillow, and, oh, this is odd. I've never done this. And got some scissors and started to cut and tear it open. And she said, well, there, there's feathers all inside. And the mentor said, okay, I want you to take it. I want you to go outside, and I want you to... Put those, throw those feathers up into the air. And so the mentee went and did it, let the feathers go, came back in and talked to the mentor for a few more minutes about gossip. And the mentor said, well, let me tell you what gossip is like. Gossip is like those feathers. And what I need you to do now is go back outside and gather all those feathers back. And the mentee said, that's impossible. And the mentor said, exactly. One of the things we're going to do on Wednesday night, so you can be looking for it, for a conversation with your, your kids, we're going to send every kid home with a feather, just as a reminder of this discussion. So hopefully you'll see that on Wednesday night or Thursday morning. You might ask them about it um, and use that as a springboard into the app to have some conversations about gossip, about our families, and, and use that time to be disciplers of your own kids. Now, what we're going to do for the next few minutes is let you inside your small groups go to that yap. If you're not familiar where the yap is, Raise your hand, I'll come help you, or somebody near you can. There's several questions in there this morning. I want you to talk through this subject, and how does it apply to us? Not so much about how does it apply to our kids. You can, you can do that on your own. That might come up a little bit in the conversation, fine. But let's not, let's not take an issue, a word from the Lord that was designed for us, that God is going to allow us to disciple our kids through, and only look at it through the lens of teenagers. You know, that's one, of the, that's one of the critical errors that pastors make all the time. They only get in, not, not all of them, but some of them only get into God's word to prepare a message for other people. It's important as a pastor to get into God's word so that God can speak to you. Same principle applies. As we discuss, we're not just thinking of it in the lens for our kids, but us. Because when your teenager sees you dealing with the issues of your heart, they see you having open and authentic conversation about your, your wins and your failures, the area of gossip. It's going to teach a lesson that is infinitely more powerful than any lesson I'll teach on a Wednesday night. So let's do business with the Lord so that we can do business in our homes. I'm going to pray for us and let you talk.